Get ready for the most insane podcast of all time, the Local Earshot Podcast. I'm Ron Ramsey, and you will be blown away. Well, I work my fingers to the bone. I never get to go home. This is my ever-wanted life manifest destiny. I work my fingers to the bone. I never get to go home. This is my ever-wanted life manifest destiny. Damn, I destroyed myself, but you contributed. I destroyed myself, but you helped. I destroyed myself, but you contributed. I like coasters hello everybody and welcome to the local earshot podcast i'm your host brad biggs i'm in here with jonathan grissom with more bands media how you doing buddy i'm good man got a guest in here repeat finally got you back in here ron ramsey with um i don't know like every band in oklahoma how you doing man i'm a uh, fair to midland <laughs> contento is muy contento all right man man you've had quite a year i uh would agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, take us down on the, on the last, you know, I think you were here, it was probably around this time last year, early, late spring, early mm-hmm. summer. So, um, man, run us through some of the projects you got going. I know you've, uh, you've, uh, had a lost love come back into your life. I'm kind of curious to hear that story. Uh, what's, what's the deal with the Ibanez, man? Well, uh, throw something <laughs> you know, one of the every now and again, you get a phone call that just changes your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I have uh, had more of those in the past eight months than I have ever had, and uh, that was I think that was the spark of my good luck because uh-huh. you know uh. I was just at work, hanging out, got a phone call, and it's like, hey, I think I found your guitar. And well, like, how, how did it get long lost to begin with? I mean, take us back to that. Well, you know, uh, just buttholes stealing shit, uh, you know? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You're right. I can't stand it. You know? And that was six years ago. And I, 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 you know, I think still to this day, I've never been so emotional about something hmm. was, you know was this like a first guitar or just like a first real good guitar yeah that... it's you know that this was like my dream guitar it always has been nice and yeah getting it back i got it back like 10 days before this previous christmas so it was like a miracle <laughs> nice <clears throat> perfect timing but it the whole story about it i mean you could sum it up to a, like there's like a crackhead outside of Dollar General and Shawnee, and he's like, hey, man, you want to buy a guitar? <laughs> and the guy is like, what? Maybe, you know, may, you know, he takes him to the trunk and he's like, oh, shows him this instrument. And he's like, how much you want for it? Holy shit. 650 bucks. He's like, I don't know, man. And then he, he researches it all before he buys it, finds my post and then contacts me and says, hey, man, I think I found your guitar. I'm going to buy I'm going to go ahead and buy it from this weirdo in the middle of this parking lot. And can you meet me and reimburse me my money? Wow. And there's, you know, you could speculate all day. Maybe the guy who sold it to me was the guy who stole it. I don't know. I got my guitar back for 650 bucks after six years. That's like, you know, it's like a hundred and fifteen dollars a year that it, 
Well, and it's, I mean, uh, what, what take us through the model of it and all that. It's this is a pro rig. I mean, this one, uh, you got it back cheaper than its street valued at, even though it was stolen from you. To begin <laughs> with. But yeah, you, you know those types of stories. That's that's not often you hear of gear coming back around, especially six years later. You know, yeah, and 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 that's just one of those things that you know when I got the guitar. You know, I paid like I don't think like twenty six hundred bucks for it, and now it's worth like over eight grand. Oh, you know, and that's just a collector's item. It's a, it's like a one of two hundred limited edition Ibanez signature models through John Petrucci, mm-hmm. who is just so happens to be my favorite guitar player and he's on he's been with music man for a while now so the ibanez stuff is definitely a yeah. collector's yeah, yeah yeah exactly that's awesome man that's good to hear so um what is um some of the gigs you got coming up are you gonna are you gonna implement that into your uh your live rig or are you scared to lose it <laughs> uh well you know i definitely uh have been doing lots of recording with it and uh the, lots of the the gigs and stuff i'm gonna take it out tonight actually nice uh i took it out once when i first got it and i played a tune with it uh but uh um doing the whole journey tribute thing i think that would be a just a monument to the emotion involved with the guitar and letting her just you know cry to a bunch of people (laughs) journey everybody knows journey songs come on man Uh, if you're not then you're a sopranos fan and you know that one everybody knows that one so where's this gig tonight man what do you uh what Uh, you got going on tonight uh it's gonna be at 40 west off of uh i-40 and uh mustang road i believe and uh it's just right there on the north side of the highway and i got a call like three days ago Asked if I could pull it off, and I told him, sure, no problem, and here we are. <laughs> Man, uh, that is one thing I I, I, I definitely I don't understand how you do it, but it's impressive to see that you can capitalize and, and, and memorize that many songs in that short a time. I mean, what's y'all? Y'all probably pulling, what, 20, 30 songs out of this? Yep, it's, a, it's 21 songs, and... Uh, Honestly, it's just all about staying up till three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, it's you know I don't go out much. It's just I'm always in my little cave and working on stuff. And you know, you just gotta. I mean, it's definitely taken away some time from other stuff, but they're also paying me out the ass. So well, that, <laughs> that definitely helps. You know, <laughs> yeah. What's the name of the band? We'll give them a shout out here. Uh, it's called Journey of a Lifetime. Journey of a Lifetime. They'll be at 40 West tonight, folks. Give them a, shot, a shout. And, uh, I mean, I just a compliment to you. You're definitely one of the most impressive guitar players I've seen. Uh, never mind Oklahoma. I mean, seen. So, uh, to watch you do your work is is very impressive. And to know that you're, you're doing work spanning from country to rock to death metal i mean it's it's it blows me away man so um you got seven in the in the works right and seven different projects currently Mm -hmm. i think so yeah how do you manage that a lot of it 
is uh, just more of a, you know, communication mm-hmm. between the folks involved. You know, some of it kind of gets on the back burner, but it's still very much a thing. So you can designate time for things a lot easier that way, just as long as you keep in contact with the people that you're working with, you know? Yeah. And some of them are just projects. Some of them are like full on bands and stuff. So like the bands take up a little bit more time and you know, some of the pro some of the projects I've been doing or have been taking years to get, you know, something to present people. And that's the thing. I'm more about presentation than just talking about it, you know? Yeah. Well, but, as far as like, um, building a show or, or, um, piecing a song together like it's um different projects are in different points at different times so it's like recording versus playing mm-hmm. a show so it's jumping around like is it hard for you to shift gears doing that uh you know i think it's really natural for me and i mean i think i'm a natural leader type of person so when i get other people that are like that like we get along really well and you would think in some cases that it would be kind of difficult but you know i just think it's just getting together with your homies and just deciding to do stuff and i think it's a lost quality of people just you know if i tell you i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do it right and i'm not gonna you know let you down and i think i have a hard time saying no yeah uh, <laughs> it's it's difficult to take on seven projects if you're telling people no <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome though man i mean uh i'm i'm curious because i've most of the stuff i've seen online i probably most of the stuff people have seen online has been your more metal you know the shred stuff but mm-hmm. what's this country you're playing i mean what's the what's uh, the is it like a traditional style or is it more like modern? It's more like outlaw country, I think. And, uh, it's got, it's just real gritty. And, uh, there's, a uh, some, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's, it's, it rocks. We, the thing, the thing is, is we used to be a signed country band and we're just rekindling it now. Oh, okay. Like the, it it all went fell apart probably ten years ago, and uh, we're just kind of rekindling it all and getting the songs back together. And now that I can produce music, why not? Because right. now you know I could make it sound way better than it did ten years ago, anyway. You know, so and they're rocking, man. I mean, and it's just kind of like covet your neighbor, just love your wife, <laughs> give your kids a better life. <laughs> What's the name of the band, man? Uh, we haven't really decided yet but uh uh are you booking shows at least maybe getting the testing the waters there well no and that's the thing is because most of it like a lot of us i'm I'm the only one that lives here in oklahoma so the vocalist he'll come down from missouri his name's arthur embry he's a real uh real badass man i mean he's just a lovable guy and uh you know, 
he uh we've been he was actually like kind of like my first guitar student ever what back when i was just first starting out but like we inadvertently just kind of started hanging out and he wanted to play and i started helping him learn how to do stuff and next thing you know he finds his voice and it was just over from there and then we uh we built a whole band out of it and then got signed and then you know drugs uh, happened it's always we were, dope and booze man we were, uh, or we were women just young silly <laughs> silly fuckers and it all went down the drain and the label was extremely upset and they just took everything from us so any anything y'all did cut for them yep yep that's yep. and i got a you know a taste of that whole experience pretty early on so but yeah i mean it's uh i don't i haven't got a taste of it personally but i've heard stories from mm-hmm. from members of bands around here that had that shot and it is about as cutthroat as you can imagine and at least from my my understanding is and and other stuff they'll do like they'll they'll have a band that's okay they got some good songs but that guy wrote them and the rest of those guys we can just find other people that are prettier to play the songs for them that kind of mm-hmm. shit happens too you know and they got all the money that's where they get people jesus sound like a damn trash truck probably going down the road last week we had a helicopter and it sounded like it was going to beat the roof off the house <laughs> beat off mm. no beat off no nobody all right fuck man you guys are a tough crowd <laughs> all right well <laughs> speaking of socks i mean mine are wet do you think i could like take my shoes and socks off right now yeah if you want to just kidding man. Uh. <laughs> 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 don't bother me man make yourself a home my man. what my you know shampoo in the carpet they're still wet <laughs> well <clears throat> all right let's uh broken flesh that's the or wait you were just on the road with the anthrax tribute let's go through that first so, oh yeah what was yeah. that uh, the big four tribute um there's another guy that i've kind of been uh reaching out to i don't know if he's on the road with you will grim brown is that a player in one of those mm-hmm. bands? Oh. Uh, it might. Uh, you might have been talking to Jason. He's the lead singer for that, or Maybe. Andy. Yeah, Jason uh, Voth. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Jason. Yeah. He's a, a tremendous player. Great guy. He uh, he even came with us out there uh, this most recent time, and we had a good time. And uh, you should definitely get him in this show. Okay. And yeah. Talk I've, about I've, some I've, stuff. Because he's him, he's, he's he's a lot like me. I think he's in like three or four bands too. Wow. Yep. So how did that track go for you? Did you just do uh, like Central Plains, or did you guys take this shit across the country? Uh, there's plans to do lots of more stuff, but uh, yeah, this one, you know, it was just like a quick scooting jizz, or I don't even know. <laughs> you go there, play the show, get paid, come back. Uh, uh. It was a this one was a little different because I had to fly there. I had a I had to, I went to the <clears throat> excuse me the Dallas Guitar Festival. And uh, I had to meet with a bunch of super cool folks down there and uh, discuss super cool things and play guitar. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we can, you know, talk about that for hours. But uh, the show went really good. Can You know, I it seemed crazy because then everybody drove there and 
cut their teeth, and then I just jumped on a plane and <laughs> showed up. You, like, you, hey, man, you, you, <laughs> you're the pro, man, right? Well, you know, I don't want to say... I don't want to brag, everybody. <clears throat> you know, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, okay. Anth- is that is that what you're most like, recent uh, coming back from? I think when I re- was talking to you, you were still out in New Mexico um, with yeah. that thing. Yeah, that was... I got back last week okay cool yeah. man so um what's your is is the uh broken flesh the next thing or is that just what we're gonna give people a taste of i mean where's that project at uh this project we just uh signed a new record deal with uh mythic panda and we're gonna cut a new record uh mythic panda's out of texas and uh super honest and epic label that will break their back for you that's hard to find exactly days, so know. and i mean <clears throat> uh i think uh all the new uh all the new broken flesh stuff that we've been working on and getting ready to do some tours and there's talks are going to like south america to do some festivals but uh we're going up to illinois to do a festival um in july and then there's a uh, trying to book some more stuff around that I think but uh I think uh something to look forward to is uh the legend Ray Ray he's uh oh Ray Fest, Ray Fest. Yeah. Ray Fest. yeah uh I'm actually pulling a triple threat that night I'm going to be playing with Anomalist Broken nice. Flesh and the Anthrax tribute that nice. night and uh uh I think that that's going to be Broken Flesh's first show. And uh, I'm really excited because our vocalist, Jake, he lives in Montana, I think. Oh, my gosh, man. They're coming in from way out, huh? Yeah, he's flying in uh, on the 20th. And uh, we're going to hit it hard for two or three days. And, you know. Where is uh, Rayfest at the Diamond? Where's that usually at? I think it's going to be usually at 89th, 89th Street. 89th, yeah. Okay. yeah, almost every year it's usually been at 89th since okay. he passed. Cool. Because last time I ever saw him was uh, was actually was at the um, well, last so-called last tour of, uh, what do you call it, Slayer. Mm. And we all saw him out there. And, and, he, and I mean, he seemed, he seemed pretty good at that moment. But, you know, later I on, uh, everything went south. So I knew of him. I didn't, I didn't know the guy personally. But when he passed, I knew it was, a, it was all over the socials, yeah. you know. So, um that's cool, man, that they do that. I think, shout out to Terry. I think he just got married. Oh, yeah? Terry's his brother, yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Rayfest, guys. Check. Uh, when is Rayfest? Uh, uh, it's going to be June 10th and 11th, I believe. June 10th and 11th. Yep. And it's going to be so many awesome groups coming from... Terry's done a really good job and all of his committee, and that show is going to rip, dude. Well, we'll definitely uh, put it on the calendar and try to get up there. That's cool. I'll be very upset if you don't. Oh, well. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's give them a taste of uh, some, some broken flesh. What do we got up? We're going to do your new hell. That's that that one sounds doing. great. Hell. <laughs> also known as... Welcome to the pits of hell. Oklahoma on a May Day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 
Heavy. Heavy, buddy. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I, you know, if, if I'm being totally honest, uh, that's, that's not typically the type of my brand of metal, but uh, I dig it. I like it. Who's the drummer on that? Jesus Christ. His name's Brandon Lopez, and uh, he is a force. That sounded like it. His feet must be sore all the time. He's just always smiling, and yeah, it's blistering. I mean, <laughs> he's a he's absolutely. I just we rehearsed last night, and sometimes I can't even focus because I'm so excited about his energy and his playing. I'm like, oh crap, <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing? I just want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was cool, man. Uh, Hell, that was the name of it. Um, Broken Flesh is a relatively new band, we'll say. I mean, I've been around the last year or so. Uh, or you've been? I've with been them. a I've been with them for about eight months. But yeah, they've been a band for about ten years, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. they're they're legends around here. Nice. When in in that community, anyway. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, I'd like to touch on some of your gear. Outside of the long lost Ibanez, that's more of a love story than a, a gear story, you know. <laughs> but uh, Jeremy Kayser, he uh, he was on the show uh, last year as well. Might have to reach out to him see if we can give him some more press because I know he grew his shop and everything kind of mm-hmm. blossomed for him. That's awesome to hear. So tell us about this custom Kayser. Uh, my new my newest custom Kaiser is the just a basically an extended range of the RS6. It's the RS7, and uh, we went hardtail with this one. And I mean, it's a Coca Bolo fretboard that I claimed. I'm like, man, I want that. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think the best part about working with the company in the capacity that I do is the excitement and just being involved with all the guitars, not just mine, you know, and just sometimes, I mean, he will crank a guitar out fast and I mean, and it's just, they're all just beautiful and people are starting to, uh, just really find some interest in them. And we're, uh, we're supposed to go, uh, uh, hang out with Giovanni and the Hired Guns today. Oh, nice! They're at the Diamond Ballroom and they're they're buying a whole round of guitars for the entire band. Man! So if you want to go out to the Diamond and see those guys, you could see a whole slew of Kazers rocking it. <laughs> Jeremy does awesome work, man. And I th- he brought just I think just some like stuff he brings to show everybody. They, I mean, they that but by the time they were in here, they'd been around, shown, and kind of beat up a little bit. But I held. It. I'm like, ooh. Ooh, mm-hmm. ooh! This is this, this guy knows what he's doing. So definitely shout out to Kaiser and those guys. Um, try and get back in. See if he can have us walk through his process, man. I know he 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 got a new shop. I, I saw where he updated, and he's he's up. That would be upgrading. the that'd be a kind of show I would want to do. Be very cool. I like do a video one and just on go location. on location. That'd yeah. be badass. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Walking, yeah. I, I think that would be fun as fuck. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and he's uh, he's really he's got like all kinds of ducks and like he's built an entire like dust catching machine thingy and he's got all these tools and all these machines and all these presses and 
all these templates and wood everywhere. And That's, I mean, it's a badass little spot that he's got, man. That is the, I, I, I can assemble, uh, guitars. I've, uh, but as far as cutting the uh, custom templates and all that stuff, I never w- took that step, but you know, well, and uh, seeing, seeing some of the inlays and, yeah. you know, and just experimenting. And sometimes he's like, well, I'm just going to try this. And then it's like, Oh, well, this is amazing. And everybody's like, yeah, I want it too. And you're like, no problem. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and, and that's another thing about his guitars too, is they're more, you know, you can only do so much with that strat shape, that Les Paul shape, you know, mm-hmm. they've been around, they're kind of the tried and trues, but he definitely improves on, on some of those classic designs. And he throws a little something in there. That's not quite, you know, and it sits different on your body. It feels different, which to me, that's, really the only way you can go with guitar building at this point is ergonomics trying to make it more more and fitting you that's know? how uh i designed the whole uh rs6 configuration was just all ergonomic you know making sure that the flow of motion is just unhinged like you can just blast top to bottom man yeah, man <laughs> <laughs> and all the controls and everything and well um yeah and it's like all his his uh the staining that he does on them it's it's i mean if you're gonna get a kaiser you don't want to get just a i mean if whatever your preference you get a color a, a solid color but i wouldn't recommend it because he does some quilt tops that are like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that dude he's he's next level so if you guys Phil Froggy, if you're guitar players, you might give old Jeremy Kayser a shout. He's out here in Oklahoma. So, <clears throat> well, you kind of went over all the all the stuff pretty quick here, man. All the stuff. All the it's stuff. About, uh, Kingdom of Ashes. You want to play some Kingdom of Ashes? We can do that. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we got one of one seven projects to about. pick that's from. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's one of the bands you haven't talked about yet. So, Kingdom of Ashes. That's a. It's probably a, uh, my most expressive group, and uh, we try to just be extremely authentic with our writing process. And when I say authentic, I I mean capturing time in some of the riffs and stuff. It's like you might you listen to it, and then it might sound like folk music, or it might sound like ragtime nineteen twenties, or it might sound like trippy. Pink Floyd, or it might just be brutal metal, yeah. or it'll be like just this quirky math rock thing, <laughs> or it'll be, you know, just super groovy, like, you know, 80s, you know, like Samba. So, you know, we, okay, now that uh, that drives a question for me as far as technique as a guitar player. Like, you all have our bag of tricks or whatever, and, and one of the reasons I had to change up my playing was because I had a gig doing recording for country music and I uh, was not well versed on those techniques. Once I learned them, then I just started incorporating those same things into rock playing or metal playing too. So it's like, where do you draw the line on where to reach in for something, say chicken picking, which is all well, not anymore so much these days, but at a time was uniquely country. Whereas now it's okay. So where do you, where do you, or did you just say, fuck it? That sounds like it'll work. I'll just do that. 
Well, uh, <laughs> when it, if, if we're talking about chicken picking, I mean, we definitely have, especially in the newest album coming up, it's, uh, uh, we've got a total, you know, country chicken picking type of song. And, uh, you know, we just set out to do that because we haven't done it on the past two albums. But, uh, I think as far as like the technique itself goes, I mean, yeah, it's all over both of the albums. I mean, you can, you get, you're going to have to, there's no way you could play it without doing it. <laughs> I mean, some of it, I mean, Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I even sweat. I don't like chicken picking. It's a, it's a difficult, that's a difficult technique that a lot of people make look super easy and it pisses me off man <laughs> yeah and the the whole the technique itself is just you know in its truest form it's it really is pretty easy dude you just keep at it oh. just practice it man. I mean, it's not that hard bro that's, that's, <laughs> that's ultimately my problem is Keeping at it. <laughs> Doing the same thing over and over again, Brad. That's all you got to do. I, I, that's the problem. <laughs> well, let's put on some Let's put on some Kingdom of Ashes. Crank out. What, what's one of them maybe that... Uh, I think we played the very early stuff last time, like first two singles. Mm, I don't... Maybe we shouldn't do one that's super long, but let's do... Uh, Living and Worry. That's the title track for the newest okay. album. Cool. Living and Worry. We had, we actually did a music video for this one at the Devon Tower on top of it. Ah, okay. I remember what, what, yeah. you, what you're talking about. And, and it's the magic number. It's 333. Sweet! It's the timing uh, yeah. on it. It's the yeah, magic see, number. there you go. Yeah, there you Just go. don't sweat it.
nice little way to bluesy it up at the end there. That's cool. Yeah. You, just, <laughs> you like the song, whole songs, and then you just like change the key. Bam. Dang, hey, man. So is 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 uh, Kingdom of Ashes mostly like an instrumental type gig or? Oh yeah, strictly. Strictly. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I think I think it's my most expressive music because I can really just go full retard with it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. i mean letting a rip i mean uh, playing in all these different genres and having your your you're dipping your toes in all these different projects is to me seems overwhelming but it's like we were talking about as the song was going like you know as a musician who wants to be a working musician make money mm-hmm. a living playing music you gotta have exposure and technique and be able to apply it to a little bit of everything. So to that, um, what are some of the things like when you were learning the guitar, learning music, what were some of the things that were in your playlist there that now all these years later as a pro now, what's how, how's it different as far as like, what do you reach for to to Um, unwind? Uh, as far just unwinding, I mean, like a lot of classic rock, you know, just like Zeppelin and, you know, but and the problem is, is being in so many of these projects is I, I rarely have time to just sit around and listen to whatever, right? you know, I like young MC, you know, and stuff like that. And, but, you know, I'm always listening to music that I've written and like referencing the mixes and listening to music I'm supposed to be playing in a couple of days or listening to music I'm supposed to be, you know, practicing for a show or, right. you know, I'm always having a goal in mind when I listen to music. And I think even when the goal is to be inspired you know, I'll go way out in left field and I'm like, I'm going to listen to some Russian marching music <laughs> or, you know, just so I can tap into that or disco. And it's like, I don't like, I need something disco-y. And then I don't like disco. And I'm just like, well, I listened to 20 minutes of it. There it is. That's what I like. That is dope. I'm going to take from that. Some, and then some groove, some yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. You know, and like, that's how you... And then, dude, incorporate that disco shit into your fucking metal or whatever you're doing. And you're tapping into those tempos and those grooves. And, you know, you can just learn so much from doing stuff like that. So, yeah, I think having a goal in mind when you listen to music is important. What As was, a player, anyway. What was some of the first, uh, like, say, your, your like Mount Rushmore of... Musicians. I know we went over John Petrucci. Um, when you were before you really got into the guitar or whatever, like, you know all that. Definitely Randy Rhodes, Van Halen. Um, you know Buckethead, Steve Vai, Paul Gilbert. You know I was all into that shit. The shred guys. Yeah, the, the name of and, and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Like, my grandma was like, "You better fucking learn some Stevie Ray Vaughan before I die." <laughs> And I'm like, okay, here's Little Wing, Grandma. <laughs> Plot twist. It's Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, well, when did it? When did the um, 
I don't want to say more um, insidious is maybe not the word, but those those players that are just like over the top, holy crap! But they're they're maybe not the those guys. You know, uh, Brent Mason is a big one for me. He's a Nashville guy. Mm-hmm. He's almost strictly a session player. I mean, he rarely plays live gigs, or he's not known as a live guy. But if you listen to any country in the '90s, he was on it. Like he's one of those, and it's it's. it's uh, it's interesting because you almost feel like you got lied to when you learn these things. Like, oh, this wasn't just some band that went into the studio and cut this record. Like, yeah, most of the time, especially in Nashville, they have a band for the studio and then they have a band for the road. <laughs> well, it's just like that ghost band. All the people in the band didn't write any of that right, stuff. Right, right. You know? And, I mean, uh, there's definitely a lot of that still, but... That's why I think the most. That's why I like just raw stuff. I mean, I'm I'm definitely more into the creative process as far as like the formula. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I feel like all that shit is is a a worm that just formulates into your butthole and then you just <laughs> sorry you know i don't know but well you're, you're you're not wrong there's something and it starts with a beat and it it gets in heads and that's what moves people you could, lyrical content you could be singing about fucking anything and you could say the dumbest thing. chicken yeah i mean if, it, if if you can think of it it probably exists right well and i've uh speaking of fucking chickens i uh i have this whole absolute nasty like rap album that i've been working on uh-huh. do tell it's just i it's it's nasty dude well i think icp did the chicken fucking first well this is like i think or wait chicken hunt what was their song chicken god hunting. damn it yeah, chicken hunting. I don't know. I but, don't know. <laughs> like, this is just, it's almost degrading. It's, I don't want to release it under my name. Not on these days, huh? No, it's it's really bad. And, you know, it's just f- funny. And I think that's what's kind of selling is just like absolute ridiculous stuff. And so I have like a little, like three or four songs that are just kind of, I drive around in the truck and rap to myself and then come home, make a beat for it, you know. And, the, but it's a, yeah, I, you know, I'm definitely not going to release it under my name at all because I don't Gosh, want anybody right, knowing it. it's me. But it's it's nasty. It's just like gross. And I, uh, I've I've made some memes inside the past because my friend said some shit in a bar and I and and they they came up with some pretty dark shit. Mm-hmm. And it was over the pandemic, over certain situations that happened, and uh, and I made some memes that I would never publish. But I showed it to him. I said, no, it can be done. And I showed him the meme. And they looked at it. They were like, you are fucked up, dude. Because, like, literally what it was saying was, like, is, like, if you think about it, situations that happen, and then the term, the line is, is, uh, you know, sacrifice everything or, or believe in something even when you sacrifice everything. And it had a certain situation that happened that a certain cop did. In the photo. So, like, that's, you know... Uh, same. <laughs> I, I, I had a competition so. at my, one of my jobs with Pete, with guys, one of them who is now a stand-up comic, uh, Greg Thomas. Shout out to you, buddy. And that was the thing we did. It was like, how dark can we get with this? This was before everything exploded. Mm-hmm. This was uh, uh, maybe 
before Trump's election or right around that time. So things were boiling that they weren't exploding yet. Mm-hmm. And we came up with some of the sickest shit. I mean, yeah, I'm not even going to reference here. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> some of those memes, man, if, you can't even. Yeah. I'm, but people. I'm, put on a group and everybody's like, a, like, ban that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dirty little, you know, secret that people just like, I mean, they don't. They like looking at it, but yeah, they don't talk about it. Right. Well, and when it comes to a lot of those darker subjects, you know. You just read the room. When it comes out in in music or comedy, even any kind of stage show, it's like when the conditions are set and you're in a show, you bought a ticket to go see a show, and that kind of stuff is spoken in the show, You, Mm -hmm. you bought the ticket to the show. It's a show. Now, man on the street quiz type shit. So if someone says some of that stuff to you, like walking by, okay, yeah, fine. You're going to get a different reaction. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, that's what's happening. Shit like that's happening now. Like rock and metal fans do not need a Will Smith moment. We already had ours back in 2004. (laughs) We ain't waiting on that slapping across the face shit. You come on my stage, I'm cracking you in the head with my fucking guitar. (laughs) You and not, uh uh. Yeah, I'm not gonna be the next well, dime situation. Chappelle, Chappelle, like he that's, fought back. Yeah, like that dude get, get on that stage, and apparently Chappelle just started beating his Beat ass. Beat the he's fuck like, out of like, him. Dude, get the fuck off me. That's, mm-hmm. And apparently they found like some type of gun type weapon thing that was like a knife on the yeah, dude. That, like you, you don't, you do not interrupt a show like that, man. Oof. But speaking of, I think that was Oscar Oscars, but uh, the Grammys. That's the music one, right? Yeah. What if I told you guys I might get nominated for a Grammy? I would believe it. I would believe you. I don't really want to talk about it too much, but... Dude, you're seriously one of the most talented musicians I think I've ever seen. Well... It makes perfect sense. They should fucking give you some kind of thing. Well, it's just all <laughs> happened so fast, and I'm just really working at it, and I'm getting a website and getting uh, getting some stuff going, but... uh. Yeah. You know. When did that uh, materialize, or did you even get whispers of it? Uh, honestly, it was after my dad died. So very recent. Mm-hmm. Nice. My dad died, and... Uh, Dude, you have been on a behold, roller coaster this year. You know, my dad, he he didn't really do much for me my entire life, but inadvertently, I think he ended up getting me in touch with the right person to where he ended up somehow getting me the greatest gig of my life. And he didn't do a damn thing for me ever. But after he died, somehow he got me the greatest gig of my life. Damn. It's crazy. And it's just all kind of under wraps right now, but, uh, I'm working on it and well, man, I, uh, I wish you nothing but the best of luck, and I'd like to have you back on in the future to talk about it once it comes to fruition. How about oh, that? Oh, dude, I'm, that's like, I always, if I end up making it or doing something cool, I'm always just going to be in, still kicking it in my backyard and within the lawn chairs, you know, not getting too weird. Yeah, I did all the drugs. Yeah. I did it. I, if, if success was to happen now, that wouldn't be... Uh, a hook on me, I don't think, but I might go buy a bunch of dumb shit. But yeah, like, you know, you know, you toilet know. paper blasters. Well, I mean, 
Hey. <laughs> Hey, hey. hey, man, a t-shirt blaster can go pretty fucking far. We right? saw one of them at Norman Music Fest. Them motherfuckers launched it from one end of Main Street and damn near made it to the other. I was like, what is that? And then he was like, it's just one of those cannons. I'm like, no, that is not. <laughs> it's just cannon. one of those regular t-shirt cannons. Yeah, they shoot that shit, man. You bust out some windows. It's like it breaks someone's face. Well, one more thing before we wrap up. I know you wanted to touch on it just a little bit. Just give people a little little taste the Transylvanian Symphony, the uh, horror-based uh, response to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, the, who does theirs around Christmas. Uh, what can you give us on that? I, that uh, the whole just you explaining it to me makes well, me fucking excited. That sounds cool as hell. I, for, I forgot we talked about that, and that's what it's all about, pretty oh, much. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, no um, <laughs> No, no comment. Well, hey, well, that's that's all we'll that's all we'll put out there. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a cool concept. I like. It's a very cool concept. Yeah, uh, dude, it could. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make millions of dollars. Fucking a man, <laughs> it's gonna be great. And we'll have you on the show, <laughs> and we'll we'll fucking we'll definitely. Uh, I want to hear the story when this whole thing comes to fruition. So I'm glad you're, we can follow along. So awesome, man. Is there anything, uh, anything we want to touch on before we wrap up that you last minute stuff? Um, maybe something last minute. Uh, if, uh, a lot of, a lot of folks tell me sometimes I don't even know that I play music and stuff like that, but they know me. And I think that's like the greatest compliment ever. Cause you know, you don't really, just walk around saying I play guitar or I do music and blah, blah, blah. And some people just know me because I'm that guy with that crazy laugh. Yeah. They're like, dude, you're that guy. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. And stuff. So, but I've also, I've also been working on a recording to sell my laugh. So you can buy my laugh on the internet soon and like have it for a ringtone or a, alarm in the morning when you first wake up sell that shit man yeah bottle it up and sell it and that's the thing it's just you can buy my you can buy my all my music for 99 cents all day but if you want my laugh that bitch is fucking 399 that's what you, yeah, you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's how you get it boy hell yeah hell hustle yeah. buddy hustle <laughs> dude awesome thank you so much for being on again today with us dude we appreciate it's it, been man. a pleasure guys i can't wait to uh, celebrate after this hell yeah. yeah ron ramsey with uh kingdom of ashes broken flesh uh big four anthrax tribute and a maze of other things if you guys don't have an outlet to check the guy out that's on you because he covers just about every genre of music that you your listening pleasure could come up with so well and you know i'm just some guy too so you know if you guys ever just want to reach out and talk and say hi I'll talk to you about your pets and your, you know, your dreams and your, you know, lawn, whatever. Cool. You know. Marijuanas. Mm. Oh, golly. (laughs) 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 All right, man. You about ready to wrap this up? Yeah. All right, man. Take us home with the the, the, uh, time talent treasure. The TTT. TTT. Yeah. The local Earshot podcast. We run on the value for value system. V for V. Yeah, it's V for V. Oh, I said TTT. Yeah, V for V is the, uh, they have even websites. Can we just agree that we both like T's and we both like V's? 
Ooh. Yeah. Hey. The TV. Yeah, yeah. The TV. <laughs> the TV. <laughs> like the TV. How many shows you watch? We're stoned. Uh, so I'm actually, I wish I was. Sorry, I didn't mean to fuck you up, man. It's <laughs> all good. So, uh, uh, the way that people give inside our podcast is they give uh, by volunteerism. If it's maybe your time, uh, if you want to make like covers or any of that kind of stuff, I kind of have a new method that I've been doing covers though, that it's a little different than, um, so every episode has its own little cover. Um, and then, uh, and then, I mean, you can give in other ways. If you have content out there, you have like shows that are coming up that you want us to know about, just email me and let me know at, uh, John at the local earshot.com. Uh, and then if, uh, you are a, artist or you work inside the music industry then you are part of our talent and if you want to be on the show then you can hit me up at john at the local and uh, set up a you know just a little thing with me and brad like um, usually message him through instagram and then you can uh, connect with us and we'll start talking and possibly get you on the show uh, we're kind of backed up a little bit uh, we used to have problems getting people now we have problems. We're a month out. Backed up. We're a month yeah, out. Yeah, we have problems up. like actually like like uh, not having enough people, enough time to actually interview everybody. Um, so yeah, everything's going really, really well with that. And then if you uh, want to support the show, if you like what we're doing and you think you got value out of this episode or, or any of the other episodes that you've listened to, then uh, think about giving. If you uh, donate $20 or more uh, to an episode, then you are an LE rocker. Uh, if you donate up to $100 or more um, on any given episode, you keep your own accounting, just uh, what numbers you gave to, then uh, you'd be an LE rock star. So like that's a different little tier there that we're working on. Um, in the future, we're hoping that those tiers will actually carry other things to it. Like if you go to a show or something like that, you'll have special privileges that other people don't. So the more interaction we get, the more we can add to it, guys. Yep. Help us out. So, yeah. Uh, so, if yeah, if you want to help produce the show, then yeah, just go over to the localearshot.com and there'll be a, a tab that says donate. Just click on that and you can add um, and donate to us. So, thank you for listening. All right, man. You guys ready to get out of here? Yep. Uh, no, I want to stay all day. You want to go smoke this bowl? No. Oh, we just. What kind of. I thought bowl? you just said we were going to go oh, smoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Celebrate. Let's go smoke this bowl. Yeah. All right. All right. Bowls. <laughs>